Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is you are joining us. Uh, this is the Tulsa World Scene Podcast, and we are coming to you, uh, well, it was live when we taped it, uh, live and direct from somewhere in northeastern Oklahoma. I'm here with my colleague, Jimmy Trammell. We're both writers with the Tulsa World Scene section, talking about whatever uh, is coming up uh, in the world of arts and entertainment. Um, as we uh, are taping this, it's uh, a few days after Thanksgiving, which means everything is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, I believe this Wednesday you had the big story on uh, Christmas concerts that are coming to town. Or yes, to be in Wednesday's Tulsa World, there are so many Christmas-related uh, music events coming up that we decided to round them all up into one uh big package and it's just like you know take your pick whether it's you know marie osmond or uh johnny mathis or this or that just you know i won't list them all but we list them all in print in chronological order tulsa world tulsa world.com okay well uh yeah yeah it, it, it is and, and it is kind of a from 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 what i looked over there it is kind of a a throwbacky kind of thing i mean Mannheim steamroller is back in town um uh trans-siberian orchestra is uh i think coming to the blk this year again um and marie osmond <laughs> uh where is she playing again uh skyline event center which is the venue the concert venue of the osage casino okay all right um and then johnny mathis and and i'm to be honest with you when i saw that i thought this is terrible to say. Is he still alive? But I guess he is. He's but he is getting up there. I talked to him last year, and, and his alias or reputation is he he's calls himself. Other people call him the voice of Christmas. You know, because he's had. I think he has like six Christmas albums. Uh, it, in in your mind, what was the golden age, the golden era of Christmas songs? Boy. Oh man. Uh well I think I think most of the ones that we hear now uh probably come from like the 50s and the 60s. Uh maybe a little further back than that, but uh things like I think Mel Torme's, you know, the Christmas song was in the I I'm I'm I haven't I haven't looked at it in a long time, but I think that was, you know. Mid mid twentieth century. Well, let's say you turn on a Christmas station. What's the cutoff point? Like you hear nothing after this year. Is it like the the Wham song or the Mariah Carey song? Is that is that the last song, newer song? Yeah, you know, it's decades old that you're going to hear. Probably. I mean, you might get. Um, and this was about the same time as. Or maybe a little bit earlier than Mariah Carey, but you might get uh, uh, the Pretenders' Two Thousand Miles," um, which is which is kind of only a tangential kind of a Christmas song. Uh, but yeah, you don't you don't. I know a lot of people, you know, keep writing uh, Christmas songs, but uh, they end up usually when when they record stuff, they're usually going back to the classic stuff. Yeah, and. and uh... It's interesting you bring that up because in Sunday's Tulsa World, I have a story about uh, 
uh, Tulsa-based music artist J.D. McPherson, who in 2018 wrote and wrote an album of original Christmas songs. And I shouldn't be as jaundiced as this, but when I hear somebody's writing original Christmas songs, I think, oh my, like that's never going to go over like the ones we already have. But uh, man, if you listen to this album, which is called Socks, title is Socks, like Chris, you know, like you'd wear on your feet. And like, 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 like you don't want to get for Christmas, right? Yes. He, <laughs> he did a great job with this album. It doesn't feel like it was cut in 2018. Uh, if this album had been released in, in 1955, it would have fit right in with all the other rock and Christmas songs of that era. I mean, it, it really rocks and swings. And I know that was his goal. And, uh, and the reason we're writing about him and his album from five years ago is he does an annual Christmas tour and he's coming to Kane's Ballroom very soon. You can go to uh, kanesballroom.com to see the date or see Tol Sunday's Tulsa World. Okay. All right. Well, also in this Sunday, uh, speaking of, of, of at, at the other end of the holiday spectrum, uh, Tulsa Ballet is getting ready for its annual production of The Nutcracker. Uh, and we're talking with the... Um, the the staff of the the ballet school called the Tulsa Ballet Center for Dance Education, who um, will be wrangling uh, three casts of a hundred and fifty or so uh, young young performers ages six and up uh, through the various performances, and um, the Tulsa PAC has under has undergone and is undergoing certain renovations that has made uh, their jobs a little more challenging because they don't have access to uh, a room on the same level as the Chapman Music Hall where the ballet is presented, where they could get all the little kids togged up and in their costumes and run them in to the stage and then run them back off. They're going to have to be going up and down staircases. And it's... Uh, it's 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 a little it sounds it sounds hair raising if you've ever been backstage at the Tulsa PAC you know that its staircases are a little a little a little a little a little a little tricky so mm -hmm. we'll be we'll be talking about that this uh, this Sunday in the Tulsa hey, world. Let, let me really put you on the spot here. Oh, here we go. You're going to have to rank one through four these animated Christmas uh, classics on television. Let's okay. go. Uh, Rudolph, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Frosty the Snowman. Give me one through four, your ranking. Oh, that's very easy. Okay. Four, Frosty the Snowman. Okay. Because I can't remember the name of the comedian who voiced um, the character of Frosty, but he always struck me as annoying even as even as a youngster <laughs> even um, as a snowman <laughs> even as a snowman um third would be rudolph the red nose reindeer okay uh and uh, grinch would be second and charlie brown christmas will be would be one okay um simply because of i mean Everybody at some point in their life identifies with Charlie Brown, um, but also um, Linus's uh, recitation from the the Gospel of Luke about about the birth of Jesus always 
always kind of chokes you up. So, but I also always have loved uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. So, how about you? How would you rank them? I would also put Frosty fourth, just because it, it seems to be a level below the other three. Uh, I I do love the the other three. I would probably put I'd go Charlie Brown at number three, and then close to a tie would be the Grinch and uh, Rudolph. I can watch these year after year, and they don't get old for me. Uh, oh yeah, I do. Under, I don't understand why the Grinch was born with, uh, with a heart two sizes too small, and yet he's got a puppy. And you would think he didn't want to. He wouldn't have a puppy if his heart was two sizes too small. Well, you know, and and yeah, but I've I've not seen it, but I know that um, the uh, live action film that they made with Jim Carrey uh, kind of provides some sort of backstory as to why he ends up on top of the mountain all by himself, mm. but. Um, <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, he needs to, every, every quote villain needs, you know, some, 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 some person to explain their, 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 their cunning plan to. So um, Max f fulfills that, uh, uh, task, but, uh, but you gotta love Max. I mean, that's, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that shows you that there's maybe that there, there always is hope for, uh, yeah. For somebody like the Grinch, because you know, well, he he, he takes care of Max to some degree. So, <laughs> hmm. uh, is there? Well, speaking of that, is, is there a a song or a show or a movie or whatever that for you, it's not really the Christmas season until you experience that? Well, is there my wife has a tradition of she watches "It's a Wonderful Life." Uh, every Christmas season, and it is just a fantastic movie. Uh, and if you ever want uh, full context, there's a great biography of Jimmy Stewart and his World War II service, and he made that movie after serving as a pilot in World War II. And I highly recommend the book. But yeah, that's that's kind of the movie. Okay, for me, and this is going to sound weird because I'm it's, uh, but maybe not weird. But for for me, it's. The Overture to the Nutcracker, hearing it in the PAC, hmm. uh, there's something about that little light tripping little uh, motif that opens it that mm -hmm. just kind of goes, okay, yeah, the, 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 the holiday season is here. But uh, the one thing that I, that I always try to make a point to watch every, every season um, is um, a tuna Christmas. Uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a film version of the stage show written by uh, Joe Sears, Broken Aaron, I'm not by Bartlesville native, uh, and uh, Jason Williams about you know the third smallest town in Texas and their Christmas celebrations. It's hilariously funny, uh, but it also has got a real uh, a real heart to it, and that's that's something that I I try to I try to experience every holiday season because it makes. Makes even curmudgeonly old people like me feel a little, a little, a little festive. So I should never admit this because I love Darren McGavin as in Kolchak, the Night Stalker. You know, maybe my favorite TV series of all time. Exactly. Miles. I've never seen a Christmas story all the way through. Never. I have never seen the movie. I've seen a stage version of okay. it, 
um, that um, came through town eight or nine years ago. And I've read the original uh, Gene Shepard stories that were, that is based on, but I, like you, I've never seen uh, the movie all the way through. So, yeah, maybe that's something, maybe that, maybe that's something new to us because isn't there some cable station that plays at 24 hours uh, during December or something like that? I think so. Yeah. So we'll have, we'll have to check that out. Well, these and other things you can check out uh, in, at the Tulsa World, either uh, available at Find Newsstands Everywhere or at TulsaWorld.com. That should do it for uh, this week. And we will be back uh, next week with another hopefully scintillating uh, conversation of what's going on in the world today. So on behalf of my colleague, Jimmy Trammell, we wish you a pleasant good day. Behave. <laughs>